you know, pirated edition on that you can find. Whoa. Out. That's we're talking about something else. So <laughs> fucking cold opens every time. No. Listen, I own the book. It's just for easy reference, of course. <laughs> I paid my money. God, I hope the author's not reading or watching this. You know, or no, he only watches so. the playback when he comes on to make sure he was. I to... I wouldn't. I don't think he does. I haven't rewatched our shit, let alone like well, him because doing. you're unprofessional. It's true. I mean, of, of the many things that I am, that's one of them. So, welcome to part 87. Wasn't I right? Wasn't I right? <laughs> We're on part 10. And can oh, we do Jesus. this one chapter? The one no. final chapter of this book in well, one episode. If we have some good leadership by the title of director, we might be able to do it. Her Royal Highness has got this will in hand. No. <laughs> okay i made assignments you know i delegated did i you? did my job yes you i did you I froze assignments. no when, at the end of the year remember i made assignments and like justin you have these things you have to do you have to help yeah. us with our passwords you have to help us with with the tools and then you just never gave me a thing what does okay. that have to do with this next time so that's it so sometimes Oh, yeah, no. you're Heather stream yard. She froze again. Yeah. We're going to get froze. together. No, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll look into it. We'll Both of you log test. off and make me the host. No, that's too much power. But... Yeah, we're not trusting you with that. It doesn't, when yeah. she logs back on, she immediately becomes the host. It doesn't matter. Yeah, trust me, though, this is better than you being in charge. So that's how bad <laughs> it is. As bad pushed. as I might be. <laughs> I am the least bad. What's the worst that could happen? I'm going to insult everyone. Uh, you already started. All I'm saying is that apocalypse is a frame of mind. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. What is it? Now, is that with a K, like the edgy DC version? Since Snyder cuts out, we can talk about that shit movie. No. You mean budget Thanos? <laughs> so. No, he's no, he's so much better. He's fully fleshed out and realized. And is he guy. inevitable? Dude, he forgot. Because if he's the, not inevitable, then you he know, forgot the, the name of the planet where the thing he wanted was on. I don't want to hear anything about Snyder Cut or his vision or how this is a good idea. This I think someone's now going to put it on our list of happened. perfect movies to discuss just to annoy you. Right. You go so, ahead. If you can, with a straight face, put the Snyder Cut on your perfect movies list, you go right. I already ahead. want to veto whoever put uh, a Fast Five on. So, oh, no, yeah. You. What? <laughs> I know. That's Great it. movie. Not perfect. I'm going to look it up and then they're banned. I've never even seen the movie and I'm like, no. But, okay, I'm going I'm to assume it was Andreas or the lesser Jacob. So, Because those are the wow. only other people been contributing. That's not fair. Ben's come back. <laughs> so that's why I'm well I don't know that yet though I don't know who put fast five so um. all right chapter 36 of battleground let's stay focused Ooh. it's focused. A, it's an hour and a half it's 15 percent of the book 13 right? I think I don't 13, know what you know it's like, it's a holy freaking chunk. crap yeah so. okay after having it revealed that Justine is infected by nemesis and Yes, and it was a walker of he who walks beside, and then the boat falls apart, and Harry jumps off. Dresden just kind of like tips over backwards. He's like, would a Takes coward a do this? And dun, 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 it's not like he's fallen water. into Lake Michigan with his eyes closed before or anything. Right. Yeah, and this time he had Alfred there to save him. Yay. Right. 
because because he can, because Alfred can make it all the way to Chicago if he wanted to. But, well, the beach. Well, he's summoned. Yeah, the beach of Chicago. All right. Okay. Alfred took the eye and stored it safely away where Harry did not know the specifics because he didn't need to. And then there was a boat of Lara's people somewhere. And uh, Demon Reach had allowed Riley and two of his men to approach and pick Harry up off the shoreline after throwing poor Freitas 200 yards out into the lake. Just for shits and giggles, sure I guess. That. Well, yes, because it, she, she was threatening him last time she was there. So. Yeah, so... Fuck you just because. She, she made a bad first impression. This is why first impressions are important, people. You never know when the intellect is empowered, you know. That's why Richard doesn't go on the island because he doesn't want to get yeeted off the end. <laughs> right. Okay. So then they started trying to treat the winter night for hypothermia, which is ineffective and irritating. Who would have thought? <laughs> All right. And when they get back to Chicago, Harry demands to go to Murphy. To Murphy's body. Get and passing through all of the chaos, he noted that there was all the, the presence of the little folk everywhere that was all the way in the wreckage, helping the rescuers find the people who needed to be rescued and eventually to find the dead. Wait, when the hell did you get here? <laughs> hey, well, pretty much been here the whole time. First of all, stop lying. <laughs> Second of all, I was looking at something else. I was not looking at the screen. And then all of a sudden, a wild uh, Scandinavian appeared. That's almost the closest you've gotten to get my nationality right yet. You say that every time I mention a French country. All right. So the area around the bean is being protected by Mab's people because they are being very authoritative and just making you think that they are cops and in charge and you should go where they tell you, which is away. I think it's, I think it's pretty funny that he he writes in and focuses on the fact that it's the implied authority that makes people like respect them as though they're cops, but we all know that they are absolutely perfectly capable of glamoring up some uniforms. Right. So like why like okay that's neat they got psychic paper but like why why they could just do that anyway like for all we know there's a brand new precinct instead of the bean because they're she you know like, mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe they're practicing their acting skill. All right. Hard mode. They've all got clipboards. That's what's going on. Like, oh shit, stay away from there. The bureaucrats have taken over. Clipboard, a vest, and one orange cone. You can go anywhere in the world. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this area where Mab still has control, they had brought in as many EMTs as they can for all of the mortal volunteers that were both Harry's or Marcone's cannon fodder. Um, the banner is gone. And Harry's like, oh, this thing is missing. And he describes it as trying to count his teeth with his tongue. Uh, but the whole fight is over. That's why the banner is gone. So now he has to face his feelings and it hurts. And Sigrun is there also hurting. Feeling her feelings. Right. No, she's well into uh, putting her feelings down with alcohol. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and the Bifrost Bridge symbol is there where Murphy should have been. So. The Vulcanut. <laughs> It, yeah. yeah, it's a yeah, cool looking Heimdall symbol. just beamed her up, so that's why. It was not Heimdall. No. It's pretty good whiskey, too, in case anybody ever gets a chance. You would get that reference if you watched a Marvel movie. That's I have seen thing. that. And no, the Vulcanut is not anything to do with Heimdall. But it is a good whiskey. Which whiskey was it? It's from Highland Park. Oh, I don't it's see the Valknut. name. 
Highland oh, Park. Oh, Falcon's a, a whiskey. I did not. Okay, I have to try that. It's Falcon Mountain. Granted, you like Lagavulin, so I don't. You may have to import it. I don't want to. No, I think Valfather is the only one that's not here in the States yet. Anyway, continue. Okay. Uh, Sigrun says, nothing has changed. She's gone. She's not coming back. And Harry says, hi, Siggy. <laughs> it's the same where Nathan died. The damned knot as part of our inventory system. A check mark. One Einherjar picked up in, in transit. And Harry didn't know that was Hendrix's name. So he was like, who's Nathan? Right. Brilliant. Never looked like a Nathan. And they start drinking whiskey together. And Harry says he probably should have been drinking water. That's far more adult than whiskey. But he's going to do the bad thing. He's never been very good for himself. No. He'd have a lot more problems if he wasn't a wizard to recover from everything. No, well, I mean, not to mention he was already thinking whiskey when he was on the boat with. Uh nemesis anyway right he's like i think there's a bottle of whiskey still in the mm. in the towers so he's got a one-track mind right now yeah i don't know why there wasn't one on the boat they yeah. already drank it <laughs> that's probably the best answer <laughs> right. okay um, i like this comment that sigrid makes of like he hated that name his mother but that doesn't matter anymore it's like what did, did his mother like make fun of it they just, she really liked the name and he just never liked it. I don't know. I was always curious where that goes, but right. he's dead. Easter. So what, what can you do more about it? His mother is actually, uh, you know, Deirdre. So it's going to tie back into the Denarian. Ooh, somehow I like everything yeah. ties back to them. Time traveling. Yeah. Razor hair. Uh -huh. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, he's the long lost son of Who's the uh, old people that have the daughter that's in a coma? The Beckett's? Beckett's? Yeah. Nice. That's there. There you go. Problem solved. And he is the older brother of that particular uh, little girl. And Man, so that's why just... he works for Marcone so that he could, you know, keep an eye on her. That's a bit more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. No. no I mean, no, first of perfect. all, that's as stupid as this shit gets in the first place. No, yeah, no. I'm going to make a Reddit post about this. It's, yeah. it's going to be great. 200 upvotes. Right. You do that. Sounds plausible, must be correct. Mm. <laughs> okay. Harry is a little confused because Murphy didn't die well, so is she really the Einherr jar now? And guard. Sigrid's very eloquent. She says, You shut your damn mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She blew up a fucking Jotun, man. Yeah, so. she did it to protect you and she got results. She died a warrior's death, one without personal glory. The one that happened because she was doing what was necessary. I mean, how does Sigrid know this? And then she kind of like waves at her temple. It's like, it's a limited intellectus of the honored dead, how they died, what they did. And like, I know who she was now, Dresden. Don't you dare cheapen her death by suggesting it was less than the culmination of a life of habitual valor. He's not going to argue that, to that. EG. Take that. People say things. Hold on. People say things in a text of his books all the time that are stupid. That doesn't make it correct. She's got intellectus. It's the definition of correct. Okay. People <laughs> think butters is good in this book. They're all incorrect. <laughs> You're splitting the fourth wall versus in universe. I'm saying I, in universe. Whatever reality I need to take part in, she's she gets the point across. Tiny this. but fierce. Mm -hmm. she's tiny, all right. No, she's tinier. Dead. 
And you both feel right. Dying sucks more than not dying. So maybe Murphy should have stayed put. But Zygmunt goes on. Of like, if she had, you'd be dead now. A lot of would be, people would be dead. Things would be worse for it. So she did what was necessary. Yeah. If Murphy hadn't been there, that sniper would have been after Dresden. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So, no. If got this great intellect, she should know that <laughs> Harry's the protagonist. He would have been fine. No, she's been wrong about that twice. So Right. So, oh, oh okay. Oh, wait, shut so up. We've established. <laughs> we've established she can be wrong. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Progress. <laughs> There's a difference. There's a difference no, no, between no, she's got okay. it finalized in the encyclopedia and Marcone is there to jostle her elbow. Yeah, so. I mean, Harry was never dead and in, in intellectus known because it was just like he was fated to die there. It's not the same thing. Right. All right. Uh, Harry decides to be threatening to her boss and uh, she stops him. Before you seek, know this. The being you have dealt with is only a facet of the being whose symbol that is. His guises are created to diminish him into something a mortal mind can readily accept. But though he may not have the strength he once did, that being is yet an elemental one. He does not accept insults or threats lightly. Well, good, because Harry's not delivering threats lightly. You tell Odin that Harry Blackstone Copperfield Dresden says upon his name that if he doesn't treat Murph better than I would myself, I'm going to kick down his door, pluck his fucking ravens, knock him down, kick his guts out, and drag him to the island and lock him up in a cell with Ethniu. Can you not threaten everybody powerful all the time, Harry? Is this like is this like a finish with you? Like, no, it's just, do you get it's off like, on this? It's bravado. It's like, first of all, how the fuck is he going to know? He's gonna. She's gonna tell. Well, Mab said on her word, right, that she would be yeah. taken care of. Yeah. Well, right. that's not good enough for him because he's a, you know. But if sleep. Mab knows that Murph is not being taken care of, she might tell him and say, "Go fix it," yeah, or she would have to cross that bridge. And I would door. just, I would like to clarify for anybody who's confused if this might be a fetish. It's mine, so you know, <laughs> like. I gotta say, me and Dard were both like, he's gonna kill you, but I'm so hot right now, so. <laughs> I think he also knows the guy well enough now to know that, like, this is not really gonna be, she's not gonna be on a fucking torture wheel. Well, I think, I then think why... that's kind of the point, right, is like, when Odin gets word, or when, you know, Sigrid, whatever, he just laughs it off, because, I mean, first of all, like, for you to need to make that threat to Odin. Like Odin, Odin likes you more than your grandpa does. Like Odin likes you more than anybody does right now. So, so yeah, why, threaten, just, why threaten good old Odin? He's like, he's the one person on like, was like team dressed. It's cathartic. He's, he's mad and he's taking it out on like people. He's doing something. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's taking it out on people who can take it and aren't going to hold it against him. Like, like he would never say this to Michael, but he knows that if he did, Michael could take it, right? Like it's that kind of thing, right? Like Odin likes him more than Michael does, and that says a fucking lot because Michael's taken several bullets for Dresden, you know. So several, yeah, yeah. Uh, One of them bounced a lot, right? Destroyed some innards, but you know he took it. He took it on it. Well, not on the, on the lungs. <laughs> so, all right, you're right. Long, right. So all the people that have had their guts kicked out on behalf of Harry Dresden line up over there. <laughs> no, Odin, not you, not yet. <laughs> so, not yet. Sorry. I That's bet he for didn't show up book. in the other big battles like Chichen Itza. But, well, right. actually, yeah, I guess technically, well, I was going to say technically Ethnu kicked out his guts, right? So go ahead. You, you can get in line over there. Right. <laughs> so... 
Yeah. Uh, guard says that she will tell him. It will please him, I think, if not the twins. Have no fear for your shield maiden. She will want for nothing. <laughs> but then he asks, okay, yeah. she's an Einherjar now, and they're running around, and not until the memory of her has faded from all the minds of those who knew her. That is the limit not even the Allfather may cross, which I'm very curious as to why. Also, I mean, from a plot perspective, like from a writing perspective, like that's a very, I mean, he's a wizard, he's long lived. So it's like, you know, so as long as you remember, it's like, oh, well, so I guess I'm keeping her, her from ever coming back. If he does a memory charm thing and take, take takes the memory away from her, I mean, then you wouldn't be knowing what you're getting you back. Really I was going to say, what good does that do? She shows up and he's like, who are you? And then she jogs his memory and immediately vanishes because you remember something? No, she doesn't vanish because she just had to not be remembered at the time when she But if they get to start over again, some people would find that. Listen, it's just a way for him to say she's not coming back for a while, but don't worry, in the big apocalyptic trilogy, you'll probably see her again, or you'll see her in the alternate world. It just won't be the real her. Both, probably. There's there's ways. Y'all should have been lawyers with your accurate, you know, lawyering there. But listen, I I am well. Can we trick the fates with a memory charm? Yeah. I'll just go, hey, Mother Winter, (laughs) I forgot because I cast a spell on myself. Does that work? Like, no, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no repercussions. (laughs) Like, oh, hey, Molly, can you just take my, um, you know, Murphy's memory out of my head? Right. Meanwhile, (laughs) Molly still remembers her. What the hey, uh, remember that thing you did to Susan? Can you do it to me so I can see Murphy, but I won't remember, so it won't matter? Like, I, I will yeah. be some kind of end around because unfortunately, that's the way these things go. She will be back, or, the end, yes. or at the end, he's, or he's finally embracing consequences beyond like you know what, shirt dies. So, God, you know what, God bless him if he finally is, but <laughs> I'm not betting on it. <laughs> I mean, he's the the point is he's seriously painted himself into a corner, in my opinion, with this, right? So he's either got to stick to it or there's going to be some, you know, like maybe that becomes part of the big apocalyptic trilogy is that literally the laws of reality break down. And so he's, you know, able to do whatever the hell he wants and, you know, reshape reality at that point. But, you know, like Odin can't change this rule, so... You're, you're right, the memory charm wizard, he's got it. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay. Um, let's see. They're mourning together. I don't think we need to do too much of it, but they both say, I'm sorry that your loved one is gone. And they cry and they drink. And then there's a funeral followed by a wake at Max a few days later. The whole Paranet crew was there. Even Randy. Possibly. Gary, not sorry. named <laughs> right. uh, so tens of thousands had perished the final count of fallen humanity that night would have overflowed soldier fields which was being used for refugees now that, that they, the which of which are more than 100,000 he says Ethnio had been harder on Chicago real estate values than me waka waka what's the waka waka I'm not sure I understand it I can't remember he's one of the Muppets um, F- Fozzie or Good God. You're the reference God, guy. Yes, y'all. I know, but there's 8 billion references, so... 
Apparently, it's also something to do with Shakira. Thank you for that, Google. What, waka Waka? That's Fozzie. Waka Waka. That's what I said. Y'all looked at me like I'm the idiot. I wasn't so, even listening to you. I was saying, looking at something else. If you else. Google Waka Waka, Shakira Waka Waka, this time for America, apparently she's... her Look, man, her hips don't lie, and neither does Google, so... Her hips lie as much as Sigrun's intellect. Yes, so Fozzie Bear, you know, because he's never made a Muppets reference. You're like, aren't you old enough to still be watching the Muppets? Like, how do you not get that? So, she doesn't watch things. She lives them. I mean, no, she so. doesn't watch anything unless it's the Expanse. I know. I don't have time. Get <laughs> snowed in. Like, yeah, when am I fine. gonna have time? <laughs> like, <laughs> the White God's like, hold on, I got this. <laughs> so, I mean, I I know I'll have time to rewatch the Mummy for. I have no idea how many times. You make time to watch. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Uh, Well, then there's this other reference, which I didn't have time to Google. Then there was like the robbery of the First National Bank of Northfield, Minnesota, which seems to have been a a thing that probably showed up in news at some point, but I don't know it. I don't know that one either. So. Okay. Well, go Googling. Yep. Sorry, what? I wasn't listening. Well, Google knows whatever I'm talking about. Okay. 1876 so i'm i'm sure it's a very important historical like yeah okay it was probably just a big old shootout then there's another one in 1972 so i don't know apparently it's a very popular (laughs) vape but as bad as things were it was good things that the summer stayed very mild which Maybe it was a fairy queen that was just trying to be kind, or maybe the universe decided the city earned a break. Regardless, it was raining frequently, and it wasn't very hot. Therefore, people were able to recover easier. And they didn't have power. They didn't have much running water. So rain was probably a good, very good thing to have on hand. I mean, even Mab said the rain was a nice touch. So Yes, yeah. and commented on kindness for the first time in her life. <laughs> uh they got a coffin and they put it in Harry's old grave slot and they put pictures in it. All of the pictures of anyone who was loved ones or if they didn't have that, a copy of the driver's license, if they could just find that and nothing else. He put a picture of him and Murph arguing that some joker at CPD had taken when they were had cartoonish expressions that seemed truer to what they had. Hendrix pictures went in, Yoshimos, Bob Bills, Chandlers, everyone in the Paranet community had lost someone, so tons of pictures have gone in. Yeah. Why do their pictures go in? They're still alive. I mean, right? I mean, they're, I mean, they're undead. That counts. You're walking around. I guess they're considered lost. It's no great least. loss. Great, so now we're going to have six books and no payoff at the end? Is that what we're getting? Well, until no. he and Ramirez <laughs> make up, because that's going to happen. Yeah. I'll kiss Nick up eventually. I would prefer if he smashed him in the face and killed him. That would be better. Wow. It's a little okay. Tell us how you really feel. I know, right? Like, I'm not even sure Butters gets that treatment. Like, come on. No, Butters can die a slow death. That's different. Uh, Okay. Butters Butters is moving about comically because he has a neck brace and a backboard and he just can't really move and his jaw is all locked and it's like hard to talk. But they had a, a. Dumb little ceremony that was half comedic and half gut-wrenching. Harry pronounced the survivors the Knights of the Bean and Defenders of Chicago. 
pinned a dried lima bean glued to a steel backing to their chest and made each of them a promise. If you or anyone you love is ever in danger, come and find me. If it isn't you, tell them to show me this. I will help. No questions asked. Totally not coming back up. Oh, Probably yeah, never. Not in 12 months. Certainly so. not. Possibly mantle building of the Wizard of Chicago as he's making oaths and swapping fealty with his subjects. I was going to say, does this, like, does this last in, um, in perpetuity? Like, he helps them find their car keys and... But they come back a well, year later, and they're like, "Can you give me the lotto numbers? Is they're like, you're just going to keep doing this?" Once, once he's, you know, the, uh, you know, Winter King, then yeah, pretty much it lasts for all eternity. So Mantles you're welcome. Don't work but, unless you have a vagina. Um, who's to say he doesn't? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. That's a different. So book. anyway, I'm just. <laughs> Don't make me speak to that. Can we just pretend that didn't happen? I'm not making um, you do anything. You have free will. So on the Wizard of Chicago thing, like Marcone pretty much is the first one to use those words in as much, right? Like obviously he says, you know, I'm Harry Dresden, I'm the Wizard of Chicago, whatever. But it only starts to feel like, you know, people are referring to him that, that way. You know, Marcone calls him that on the beach. You know, like, you know, yeah. don't be an idiot. I'm not giving it to the White Council, but to the Wizard of Chicago. And then you have Molly do it. So I almost feel like everybody's doing it but him, right? Like, obviously. Well, he you... does it with Ramirez and, and Michael later. But um, yeah, I, I kind of feel suspicious that there might have been a reference that we missed in, like, peace talks at some point. Okay. But I, mean... I, I don't have that in front of me yet, so we'd have to go back and find it. But if someone yeah. wants to do all of that research on my behalf, please tell me the first time Wizard of Chicago turned up. Well, uh, Christmas Eve. Priscilla's probably already PMing you. <laughs> right. Well, no, because I I mean, the phrase has almost certainly come up, right? But it's only felt like as in, a title. You yeah, know, an in-universe chronology so. first time it showed up. Because oh, yes, Christmas Eve would have been the first time we see it, but it's after this and after he made the decision to make it. So... Right. All right. Yeah. And I had assumed that it'd be like one promise on the bean to them, like one swap. But still, the swap it has power. The debt has power. Right. And he because he's a fae now, so. Mm -hmm. And he left like a signature on the pin. If anyone tried to pass off a fake one, he would know. And he tries to say something about Murphy, and can't. So Butters takes over. And the people are looking at him like he's a hero, and he was. They were correct. He was a hero. Nothing. But people aren't looking at Harry because he's big and scary, and he seems to like it that way because he wants space. Everything hurts. And after Butters finishes, Fortale comes out and uh, speaks a gentle prayer for the dead. They had swapped out Harry's old tombstone and replaced it with one. Just simply read, they defended Chicago with the month and year. And Harry and Michael are the only ones left at the end. Michael is uh, wrapped up in a coat and hat because it's raining and it's kind of cold, but Harry is just basically wearing a t-shirt and he's not even shivering. No. Winter night perks. Yeah. So don't try to cheat yes, him for do. hypothermia. <laughs> And uh, trigger, trigger, trigger warning. I believe this is where Ramirez is about to be a giant douche. <laughs> right after the funeral, right? If you don't, if you don't feel like getting upset, I mean, unfortunately, I have to stay here for it. But 
and I'm going to get upset because regulate yourself and come over to my side. Release your anger. Take your Jedi weapon. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a, a, the minimum agree path kind of guy. So I don't mind embracing my feelings. So first, Harry and Mar- uh, Michael have a conversation about Marcone. If Marcone was right, Marcone built a base of power. He was prepared. If he hadn't been, the city would have fallen and Harry would never have succeeded. He had desperately needed Marcone's help at the end. And so what Harry comes out of this was that he can do more. He needs to do more. He needs to be more present and power building and, and powerful. Harry people. has to do politicking? Mm. Huh. Yeah. No, because the next book he's going to be doing sulking and pedantry. And then politicking. Lots of politics. Build the power base, right? He's got to marry Lara and get the white cord. Yeah, we'll gotta... get there. We'll get there. Yeah, what a what an arduous <laughs> right. situation for him. He's got to marry a friggin' succubus. Big, big, big tears. Well, she's gonna suck the life out of him. That's an that's a normal. Ah, that's a he's, he's protected. He's, he's gonna reform her as long as he stays protected. I mean, don't get me wrong. Lara is totally the person to try and send people to break that protection on him, but. <laughs> but right now he's protected. Oh, he's protected. So he has to remain celibate because that's green. That's a foreign right. concept. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, Harry Dresden has never had Harry Dresden being beat him up with a stick and being like, "Oh, she's pretty. Oh, she's pretty. I mean, she's pretty. Oh, she's pretty too." Even when he's getting some, he's paying attention to women, but he's just used to not. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, Harry doesn't think he could do it Marcone's way because there's too many suits. He couldn't be corporate. Dude, like, he, he'd just rather beat people with a stick openly and defy them openly with lots of insults. But Talk to me when you got a castle. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. So Michael asks, what did you have in mind? And he says, Wizard of Chicago? It's good to stick with what you know because that's what you are already. But you're talking about more. Yeah, more. See, he jinxed himself. If he didn't say that, Ramirez wouldn't have shown up with this doinky little envelope. <laughs> well, Harry asked, do you know why I wanted Murphy to stay out of the fight? And Michael, because he knows everything about emotions, because he'd given up on her. It's like, yeah, at some level, Harry had written her off. He knew that he was going to be out there without her watching her back. And he didn't want her to be hurt because she was already incapable and he had decided she was incapable. And they have a conversation about faith. There should be a place where people can borrow a little hope and faith when they're running low. There's some places where they can go. Michael knows a one or two, but that not all everyone speaks that same language and therefore there should be other areas for them to go to something that they can access in a language they can understand. Michael says, the Almighty gave each of us our own utterly unique voice. Surely there's a lesson to be learned there. And Harry asks for help, and Michael gives it always. And he says, good, I think I'm going to need a carpenter. And Michael is the happiest he's been in a long time in the idea of being able to build something instead of destroy something with him. He's never been able to build a castle before, so this is a new one for him. Technically, he's not building the castle. He's just renovating it. You gotta get that Doctor Strange window up there. I don't know how much of the castle needs to be destroyed before it's not renovation. Like we're we're having a ship of Theseus argument here, right? Like 
Yeah, but he probably does want to keep the original spells just so he can learn about them. And like, I was going to say, well, other than removing the throne room, whatever, what's he really going to... I mean, and putting his he's own... He's got to put the roof back on. It's a roof. It's That's a, your problem. The roof fell off. Like, come on. All right, so you put a roof up. Big deal. It's just one <laughs> hole. Well, there's multiple floors, so there's like several holes needing to be yeah. fixed in a tower. <laughs> what's the big deal? Just rebuild Chicago. It's just one hole. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like 23 skyscrapers down, my dude. It's, it's not like he's down. really going to pay for it. Michael's <laughs> going to do all the labor for free. He's just going to buy the equipment. But He's yeah. already paid. And I'm sure there's some amount of renovation uh, of, like, Maggie gets a room and it can be, have all of her special things that she wants, and Harry can have a bed that actually fits him and isn't something he has to crawl up in. So now, now when she is a teen and old enough to date, he can officially lock her up in a tower, right? You know, because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he could lock the boyfriend <laughs> in the dungeon. All right. And now Carlos. have a dungeon. He has a basement. Yeah, he's got a lab. <laughs> he might have a dungeon after Michael's done. Yeah. Right. I don't think. Well, I mean, granted, he's part of the Catholic Church, so he could probably build a dungeon easily. Carlos appears. Cranky. <laughs> he looks like he hasn't slept in That's days. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Cranky is the word for it. <laughs> he says very formally, Harry Dresden greetings from the White Council. Not Warden Dresden, not even Wizard Dresden. So Michael is just kind of looking between them and it's like, I'm going to go away. And he goes to the car. Thank you, Sir Michael. Yeah. yeah. And Harry had forgotten Michael all. Could have, Michael could have stayed there. If like. It would have been uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And he's he, for Ramirez. Yeah. Okay. Harry had forgotten all about the vote because he had other things to deal with. Very. He was busy doing work. <laughs> he was busy like apocalypse. Come on. Yeah. Right. But it didn't Little go way. his way. Okay. You are out. You are I no longer to associate yourself with the White Council or harass its members. You will refrain from the public practice of magic to standards of discretion determined by the council or face the consequences, which is a load of fucking bullshit. Right. Like, and that's pretty much him anyway. He says as much, and then so is Michael, so. Motherfuckers. Don't be reading your Discord right now. (laughs) Don't send me messages, asshole. Okay. Uh, Warden's... <laughs> That's why it says four later. <laughs> I had to look at it to see that. <laughs> yes, the first two words. You know, big words, Justin. Justin. I know I know you can read a whole lot faster than me, so you weren't sounding it out. You were reading the whole thing. I still speech. had to look at it to see that it wasn't important for now. Jesus four Christ. Okay. Later. Wardens will periodically inspect Harry and their residence for residual black magic. Hey, you know the drill, and here's some documents. Yeah, seriously, to boot him out and then to say, you cannot do the thing that you have been publicly doing for your entire adult life. Right. Bullshit. Yeah. Well, at least this time he sexually fucking calls them on it. Right. You can get fucked. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ramirez defends it. At first, like, you had to know this was coming. It's been coming for a long time. We've given you chance after chance, and you should have never gotten mixed up with Mab. And Ramirez does not understand why, or why it is good for Harry to stay with Mab, because Ramirez doesn't get it, the full picture yet. 
he does not know of the gates, I assume. And if he did, he would well, probably shit. get it better. It's, Harry's not with Mab because it's the best for team reality. Harry is with Mab because he broke his fucking spine. Right. You know, so like, it, yeah, Harry didn't just be like, well, you know what sounds really good is throwing in with Mab. You know, like that's not how that conversation went. And he killed and himself. Ramirez wasn't there, you know. Yeah. And even then, Harry would have Harry would have taken it. Harry would have just be in a wheelchair or... I mean, you know, you there, there had to be the Maggie, in the grave. You know? Yeah, but the the Maggie thing had to be there for him to even make that deal, and he had to be incapacitated, right? But they don't see that, and and Ramirez don't know, and he can't really because I mean, Harry chooses right. not to tell. Yeah, how, Ramirez probably doesn't know that Maggie exists. The people who do know that full scope True. do understand better, like McCoy. But Ramirez doesn't get that. All he knows is. Uh, Bad shit happened, and Harry was involved, and Chichen Itza and something or other, and then he's dead, and then he comes back as a winter knight, and they don't even know if he's human. But, Harry, but Ramirez should also know Harry well enough to know that he's not going to take that. Yeah, well, he should, but he's a dipshit. <laughs> he should have known better in Peace Talks yeah. when he was confronting him on the side of the road like it was a scene from The Godfather. He should have known many things. Well, I mean... Harry, Harry says it at the end, right? One of these days, you're going to look back at this and feel really stupid, so... Yeah, yeah but he's going to say sorry, and they're going to be friends again, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, because that's how yeah, I can't work. wait for that scene, though. <laughs> it is in this book. Fucking everyone and their mother calls Harry on his shit, and he's like, okay. And then they're fine again. I think, I mean, I could imagine, I, can, I could see a plot line where Ramirez ends up Leaving the council because he realizes it was wrong and like joining Harry. I don't see that happening. They've made Ramirez the company man, right? He's oh, he's the new he's the Morgan. new Morgan. So yeah. Yeah, we all know how that Which is why I think it would be an interesting development if he did that. A good, no, like a good no. character development. Yeah. McCoy will leave first, but McCoy will also never oh, leave. McCoy, I think the gone. council is going to fall apart first. Like, I think if Ramirez gets out, it's going to be because he survived the fall of freaking Edinburgh, like, at this point. Because I don't think they realize how much Harry's been doing for them, so... You the know. problem is really just there's not enough books for these kind yeah. of developments, because we're, we're starting to hit the home stretch, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you'd think so, but... There's still change. quite a quite a lot that can happen in yeah we're we're and the we're books are getting like longer and longer. eight more books, apocalyptic yeah. trilogy included. So, right. I mean, granted, one of them is going to be in an alternate reality, so we're going to not really get any development on this side theoretically. It it really kind of depends. I mean, that that is entirely possible and kind of how it's been sold. But I can't imagine, you know, that it's not going to reflect one way or the other. Like, and it depends on how long he's over there, right? Because you had that kind of development with Ghost Story. Like Harry was gone for three months before bad shit happened. So well, I mean, this this is the other thing is like, so twelve months is going to be this whole big year long reflection. Yeah, and then in um, the mirror, mirror. So he's going to see, oh, it's essentially going to be like, you know, it's a wonderful life. Harry Dresden, here's your impact and what everything happens if you were actually bad or not around. Okay. Well, that's what <laughs> it's going to be. He's going to see all the people that hate him because he's a bad guy. I understand your point, but the whole it's a wonderful life was a little like, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be like, oh, you guys really do love me. It's going to be like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, look at this 
huge pile of shit if I had actually signed on with Bianca. It's Harry Dresden's version of It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life, which would, of course, be going to another world where everyone fucking hates him. Right. Even more than they do here. That's fair. Ramirez is emotional. He says, you should have trusted me. You shouldn't have done a hex and Chandler and Bill and UKA are gone and it's all your fault. Yeah. Maybe if you're willing to talk, mm, it wouldn't have happened. shouldn't have done a hex either. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Harry says, well, I had people to... people forget what they are. They're, they're fucking wizards. Nobody talks about anything. It's ingrained yeah. into their nature. <laughs> Why didn't you talk to me? Um, wizards. What job description? <laughs> For wizards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, we're all introverts. So, okay. And then second of all, words are power and knowledge is power. And I ain't so. sharing. Right. And yeah, he says, right. I had to, I didn't have a choice, which is probably not the best retort to say because someone is always going to point out something else you could have done. But uh, Harry, you had a choice. choice. Well, or that he's under control, which is what Ramirez thinks anyway. So. Yeah. And Ramirez says, I know you think that, and that's the problem. And then he tosses the legal envelope. Because as far as the White Council is concerned, you're one of the monsters now, Dresden. Push us, and we'll push back hard. And who's going to do it, Ramirez? Is it going to be you? And he says, no, McCoy. McCoy is not going to kill his grandson. But Ramirez doesn't know that. Well, well, intentionally, anyway. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's already happened sure. once, so I wouldn't bet on that horse. I admit, yes. Okay, he will not intentionally murder his grandson, but he might accidentally kill him in a fit of pique. And if he doesn't, it's like, if he doesn't, like he didn't fucking live through this with his own kid already, where he's right. <laughs> probably tasked with her and killing her. I'm pretty yeah. sure he didn't and do that. She was on the run for years. And having lunch with Rashid Although on the side. it would side, be hilarious right? if it turned out that it was actually his entropy curse that killed her in the end. Okay. A different. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But they were friends once, so Ramirez is going to share a last bit of gossip. The senior council voted in emergency session while listens to Wynn and McCoy were in surgery. They found witnesses who saw you directly murder human servants of the Fomor by means of pyromancy. Which was true. Although I can't believe it. Uh, you've seen what those guys have granted immediately emergency powers to the supreme chancellor and they just yeah right totally (laughs) pretty much (laughs) you've seen what those guys have done would you call them human strictly speaking which is kind of a fun and interesting question they no longer have free will presumably Well, it's convenient to think about that as you're mowing it down either way. Yeah. Yes. The fun fact here is it's politics, so it doesn't matter, right? Correct. He, they got hundreds of wizards to believe that it's true. Because I'm yes. pretty Therefore, sure uh, it is true now. Ramirez's, you know, squishy blob gauntlets took a few of them down himself. Right. Not like he's getting kicked out. Right. Yeah. And he kind of says that. You know how broadly they interpret the first law and why it has to be that way. By unanimous but partial vote because of proxies. They already had given Black Seth the order to execute your death warrant and suspended it. If you cross the line, they'll send him. And if you won't do it, he'll be charged with treason. So for your sake and his, don't make us take action. McCoy is not going to murder his grandson. Keep saying it. I'm sure it'll be true. Also, I mean, fucking call it treason. Go live in the castle and you've just added another weapon yeah. against you. And what are they going to do? Go up against the Black Staff who can murder with magic without repercussions? 
I mean, to be fair, I think if the black staff goes rogue, that's cause for the other six or seven senior council members. To oh, yeah, no, they would all. At that point, <laughs> right? like they brought down Kemmler. I think they'll manage the black staff. So. But he's also nah, not the stupid person that would be he like, so let's say they, if they force the issue on him and he's standing there with all of them standing around him, he's not going to be like, no, and then give me your best shot. He's going to be like, okay. And then he's going to fuck off and... <laughs> And go uh, secure himself in a defensive place. Right. Because he's not Harry. He's not actually stupid. Yeah. He can bring down satellites on them. Well, there is that too. Yeah. He can explode Krakatoa on them or whatever the fuck happened in Tunguska. Well, those are two different events. I know. Okay. Just making sure. All right. We don't fight monsters fair, Ramirez says. I learned that from you. And Harry says, it doesn't have to be like this. Uh, it, it does. You made that call when you didn't talk to me and 60,000 people died. Yep, all his fault. Yeah, but is it actually the death rate actually 60,000? Because I thought they changed numbers later. I don't know. Someone else can do the continuity error problem. Yeah, one of these days, you're going to look back at today and feel really stupid. The council has spoken. But Harry just says no. No what? No. Just no. Not yeah. doing this. Fuck the White you, council fuck him, fuck you. She's cool, fuck you. So Exactly. The White Council has gotten to bully wizards for a long time, and I think they, they think they have the right. I say they don't. Yeah, Pretty don't much. Talk, don't talk yourself into something I can't ignore. And he's, what is he going to be doing that he can't ignore? He's living his life out in public as a wizard with his name in the yellow pages like he has been for his entire adult life. Right. In his wizard's castle. Yeah. <laughs> with his gargoyle protectors. Yeah. And mouse. And the strange window. <laughs> and the Baron of Chicago mostly being like, look, if you bump him off, I'm going to have to work for a living, so please don't, you know. <laughs> I keep just pointing him in a direction and it always seems to work out. So I mean, right. just... And Odin would say the same thing and Molly would be really pissed off and Matt would be a little iffed. Matt would be like, you know what? I, yeah. I kind of had him trained. Yeah. And it's just finally just getting really... the picture. Yeah. Now it's I just really like and his brother's on ice. Court broken. So. And this is a very volatile time right now. I don't have time to train another night. <laughs> And Harry starts kind of uh, laying all that stuff out. Um, why don't you ask Ethnew how vulnerable I am? We can, if you'd like, to say nothing how Mab would react to the death of the Winter Knight. The Winter Lady might not take it kindly either, and you saw what she's capable of doing. And Ramirez did see. Very interesting. And then he's like, oh, my back, why? Yeah. Better <laughs> finish the job, Molly. Yeah. That was a threat, Carlos. I'm going to live here and do what I've always done. I want you to leave me in peace, and I'll do the same in return. The way things are in the world, I don't think the council can afford to push things that far. Not for little old me. I don't like being told what to do. If I let you push me around, who the hell am I? And Ramirez says, yeah, who the hell are you? Fuck then, you, Ramirez. Yeah. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> and then... Harry goes to the car with Michael and explains what happens. The rest of the White Council is pretty nervous about the guy who soloed a Titan. So they voted and I'm an outlaw like the old days. And Michael says, those fuckers! And continues. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's just, you know, it means more when it comes from Michael. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. See, that's why you don't swear very often, because then when you really do cut loose... You're fucked. Well, no, then they understand how serious it is, so... Yeah, I just can't stop that. No. Like when Michael was about to go medieval on that guy, you know, mm-hmm. it just it, the impact was bigger. It was like, and, and yeah. oh, that's, I need to reread that short story. It's really good. Michael continued cursing. He cursed a blue streak like a dozen sailors picking a dozen fights. He swore profanities that would have made a fallen angel blush. He swore in three different languages that I recognized and then a dozen I didn't. He swore like a man with a 40-year pent-up hurricane of ranting profanity in his chest that had been looking for a way to come out. And then he offered to do penance, but some things need to be said. You're always welcome in my house, Harry Dresden. In fact, Charity told me to invite you and Maggie over for Christmas Eve and morning with us. It's hard for us not to think of Christmas without her. And you're still coming for Sunday dinner, aren't you? The place is still pretty cut up from when those lunatics came in, but I think we could get it right. And Harry took Michael's hand, and there was rain in his eyes in the car. Terrible day for rain. (laughs) And rumors started spreading, because that's what happens in the supernatural community in Chicago. Fucking little old ladies. All they do is gossip. Yeah, the mothers are gossipy. Well, to each other. They don't fucking talk to anyone else. Except They're happy him to once talk in a to while Harry when he, when he shows in. up at the, their cottage. Yeah, when he rudely fucking banging on the door. Alright. Uh, well, Mab could speak very loudly if anyone moved against the winter court, but if the winter knight got himself killed because of his own stupid choices, she wouldn't lose much sleep, apart from the stress of finding a replacement. And that combined with injuries kept Harry indoors for a few days. He slept, he got his arm put in a cast, He's pretty sure the joints had voided the warranties at the very least, but the first few days were full of desperation where medical care was involved, so he was patched up by charity. Yeah. In addition to the cast, got stitches, a painful shoulder relocation. He didn't even know he needed. It was probably the same shoulder that got dislocated about three times in this book. Uh, bandages, shoulder wrap, elbow wraps, wrist wraps, knee wraps, ankle wraps, a couple of two-gallon bags of ice for the knees, and tiger balm. He is a mummy wrapped in tiger balm. <laughs> Yeah, and Tiger Bomb is wonderful and one ingredient away from an excellent ointment against fey glamour if you can keep your eyes open. Stuff is borderline magical off the shelf. True story. Yeah, by the time the body had recovered enough and he's mummy wrapping around, he's a, a, he woke up with holding Maggie and Mouse curled up on his legs and probably putting them to sleep and he feels kind of human again. Makes breakfast, and then goes to uh, barge in on a meeting. He has the alphas uh, escorting him because he can, and he gets to the ministry meeting. No one had invited him, but he found it via magic. The place was hidden behind a web of veils and glamour so thick and intricate that it made me a little dizzy just sensing it. If I hadn't known exactly where I was going and exactly what I was looking for, I'd have wandered right past the place. I guess he didn't use magic. Whatever. He knew of it. He gets there. And then when he goes in, there's a waiting room with several people came to their feet, like a she-warrior from all sorts of places. Freitas guard, as far as I didn't recognize, uh, and the other guard, I guess. Freitas was covered in bumps and bruises and steel healing cuts, but looked relaxed for the first time since he'd seen her. I guess she got fucked then, too. I don't know. (laughs) What else is going to make her feel relaxed? She finally hit up Murphy in the afterlife. 
And Murphy didn't have Harry there to save her. <laughs> All right. You need saving. She can take on it. But no, we're not doing that. Just go. <laughs> uh, okay. Harry talks to one person instead of the group of people and says, you know me, I need to speak to them to guard. And the ministry is meeting in closed session, she says. Like, I have earned the right to speak by deed or none of us would be here. And guard lets him in. Yeah. Ministry met in a ballroom big enough for a basketball game because their ostentatiousness is just standard for them. Okay. Marcone is standing in a suit looking unstained. Batarong looks like an older, leaner version of approximately the same creature, a wolfhound standing beside a mastiff. Mab is doing her corporate appearance and so did Ivana, Etri's sister. Lara was stunning in a white suit and Sarissa had gone off as casual in defiance. And the archive is standing there, slightly to one side, not a part of the circle. She had a broken nose and some other cuts, not looking too great because she's still kind of human. She's still very human. Well, she's, just, she's also not. Well, she doesn't have an immortal mantle. She's as human as Harry is. You punch her enough times, she's going down. She's as mortal, probably more mortal, but she is less human sometimes with the whole archive bit. No, he gives into his mantle. He's not very human either. Yes. <laughs> Same thing. There's no difference between the two of them. Not really. It's just one is a fey mantle and the other one's a something mantle. There's a power forward. little difference. I mean, the archive is well, yes, she, has she vastly more knowledge the and therefore vastly more power. You understand what I'm saying. This really is not an argument worth having. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, Mab. I'll say there was no reunion in these books between them. Really. He doesn't like him. And I don't like him either. <laughs> Jeez. Mab gives Harry a peeved look. And Harry just stares back at her, willing her to get it. And she does. So the expression becomes very serious. She nodded once and then twitched a finger, basically telling him to wait. And the archive is continuing a report of news and damage. Uh, the helicopter footage of the waterfront showed destruction in graphic detail. And there is a car running on the bottom it says aftermath of major terrorist attack in Chicago, widespread chemical weapons and possible weapons of mass destruction used as many as 20,000 dead. President declares state of national emergency. In aggregate, archive says the coverage of the event would strongly indicate that mortal powers have to be decided, have decided to obfuscate because they can't explain there was a Titan and then there's magic and then all sorts of shit that you don't know. So it's instead they were choosing just, not to. Yeah. They would just say like, yeah, it was a terrorist, a, a terror. That's why we have to go to the Middle East again. No, this is probably, you know, from like China or something. That's the flavor of the Sure. Month. Whichever one. But they're going to use this for whatever it is. Gaslighting 8 million people. They've done that by breakfast each morning, says Lara. So this is easy. The military is controlling traffic in and out of the city. Power, communications, and humanitarian aid are funneled in through them. The official version of events will have a very large lead time compared to the much louder voice to any of the truth tellers. It'll be easily dismissed. Disruptive effects of the eye make it unlikely that any photographic or video evidence was obtained add in a fictional toxin, which caused hallucinations and possible long-term and reoccurring uh, brain damage, then exposed to that, it'll be muddled through entirely. 
But Marcon says that within the city, they are building a psychological wall around the place that will unify those held prisoner by it in a way that would not otherwise be possible. Marcon goes on to explain that meaning that the human factor will be greatly intensified within the city. Uncertainty and insecurity will cause people to gravitate towards security offered by group identity and support. People are terrified, so that's going to cause them to cling to the veneer of normality by day, but by night, they're going to arm themselves. They're going to become wiser and more dangerous. They'll be making bargains with powers they've been now exposed to and expect others to hunt anything they perceive as supernatural through the streets and packs. That's the best case scenario. And he's right. And he's also kind of wrong, says Harry. Frightened people in large groups rarely act wisely, but sometimes that foolishness came out as kindness and compassion when there's every reason to look out for yourself. Stop it with the, the Pollyanna. Marcon is probably correct. more right, but he's Harry, also in a position to facilitate it that way if he wanted to. It's true. Uh, but Harry thinks that people like Michael and Murphy and other brave people who had already died would be able to counterbalance that somehow. Totally. Yeah. Mab asks, can you maintain a functioning society within the city to Marcon? No one could. However, I judge that for now, the city will have a strong self-interest in maintaining its current power structure. That gives me what I believe is the most practical available leverage of the direction of events within it. And Mab Press says, do you have control or not? Marcone says, does a man in a canoe have control over the rapids? But he can navigate them to the limit of his foresight. That makes no allowance for federal interests. There, the reach is more limited. But Lara has more reach in federal everything, because of course she does. On the political level, there's more profit to be gained from engagement than nullification. On the practical level, however, there's no way to keep the librarians out entirely now. Before we get to that, I think it's funny that Marcone is over here being like, to the limits of my foresight, while well, he's got an angel feeding him mm. a line in his ear. So he's still pretending everybody doesn't know. And I got to imagine like several of the people there can just tell. You Harry know, rips like, off that mask in a second. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's so. still pretending as much as he yeah. possibly can, and it's working. Um, right. Ivana doesn't know who the librarians are, which I guess is just convenient because Harry can't ask the question yet. Yeah. Nobody does. So he's got to yeah. have the you know, the stupid person trope yeah. to ask the question. Yes. So, the who and ooh. the what now? Uh -huh. The Library of Congress Special Collections Division, also known as the Librum Bellum, the Men in Black. I expect plenty of references when they do show up. All right, they're government agents, so what danger do they pose? They are the eyes and ears. They're smart, skilled, dedicated, professional. They've got several centuries of collective knowledge through the Masons, and they'll be they will absolutely be coming to learn whatever they can. They are extremely dangerous. Assuming they haven't already been in the city all along, Vatterung points out. Perhaps if already, identify each of them. The thing I find really little weird about this new faction is we've had a lot of factions casually mentioned and in the background, kind of. They've never been mentioned before, and it's like been around for centuries. Sure, seems like a kind of big deal. They hmm? were mentioned in Full Moon. There was someone who did something, yeah. Yeah, who disappeared. So they've the never been mentioned. They've never been mentioned by name, is what I mean. And That's because Harry. they're that good, my dude. They are that because good. Harry didn't know them. And I still need to read Dogmen because that's supposed to be another reference, right? So, <sighs> I know, eventually. yeah, it's going to happen eventually. 
when it doesn't take us two effing years to read through the entire series <laughs> right. and 83 episodes to get through one book. <laughs> yeah. So right. soon, TM. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Rissa says, make whatever preparations you wish, but the truth is out and it was spread and you can't really stop that. And Lara says, a sweet summer child, just to be annoying. Right. Uh, Mab says, they must prepare for as many futures as possible, not merely the ones that they prefer. If they can slow the mortal's collective hand from striking until they have dealt with the foe more, then it's a worthwhile attempt. If nothing else, it lets us focus upon a single foe at a time. And Harry gets very scared at hearing Mab say that humanity is a foe. That's not what it should be. They're all on team reality. Right. They all and, fight with each other. I don't see what the big issue of calling humanity has he noticed what humanity is. Well, the problem is if she sends him after people and he's got his entire identity wrapped around saving said people. I mean, she knows better, right? We know that from the rooftop conversation and peace talks, but mm -hmm. or was that battlegrounds early on? Okay. It's just such a long book. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, so she knows better, but yeah, I, I understand why his skin calls it that, so. Yes. Because he might consider himself a part of humanity, he does not want to be her enemy either. Right. Uh, it makes sense for the White Council not to be there because they would be flipping a lid to hear her say that because they all have family. They're all human-ish. Uh, nobody fucking wants them there anyway. Yeah. That's the biggest thing probably, but it's also, it would have just, been more chaos than they wanted to deal with. Um, okay, Harry leans forward just a little bit, and so Mab preemptively says, ladies and gentlemen, my knight requests audience in light of his recent service of the Accord of Nations, I believe it right and proper to grant it, and no one gainsays it. But Vaterung does say, this should be interesting. <laughs> Marcon looks very alert, and Harry gives him a little bit of a smile. Didn't quite blow him a kiss, but let him know it was coming. Yeah because they've got to be gay like that. <laughs> How are you going to get all that slash fiction if you don't make exactly. the... Exactly! Uh, yeah. Just got to give them a little bit of a hint to go for it. Okay. And Harry, so shambles forward into the gaze of everyone and doesn't fight all of them, fights only Marcone. The summer and winter court care about balance and what the Accorded Nations have done to Chicago has created a terrible imbalance. More than just the political and military consequences of our conflicts, we have violated the spirit of laws so old that they have never been written down. We were guests in Chicago and we brought our troubles to their home. And Vaterung, Mab, Ivana, and Sarissa are all get very uncomfortable. Lara and Marcone took careful note of that. Choices have consequences that ripple out in all directions. Our choices have hurt the people of the city. We can't possibly scramble to minimize the consequences of our lives without acknowledging the debt we have incurred by inflicting our conflict upon them. Our world isn't supposed to cross with theirs for the most part, and in return, they mostly ignore us. Now you say that the mortals are going to be sending eyes and ears in. Maybe it would be smart for them to see some things. And like what? Well, the accorded nations can provide humanitarian aid and assistance. Which gets a reaction from everyone. I'm not saying make open diplomatic contact, Harry says. I'm saying that we act, we help indirectly in secret. If they're looking, then they'll see it and they will have reason to think that you're not an enemy. Let them see us do what we can to balance the scales. Ethne's attack changed everything. It was too big and too loud. We've made a bad first impression, which is oh so important. 
because it's smart and because it's right, we should do this. I called and men and women of the city answered. They followed me, they fought, and I felt them die. And Marcone's face reacts because he probably felt the same. And he acknowledges the point. We owe them more than just washing our hands of the mess and you're gonna make a fortune of rebuilding it anyway, Marcone, so just deal with it. Right. But Marcone says, the Accords are not a charitable organization, but Mab says, nor are we beggars unable to pay our debts because she must be able to pay all debts. Right. And then they all say, we'll make the FOMOR pay for it. Sure. Yeah. And then we get World War Chicago too. I was going to say, yeah, it's the Treaty of Versailles all over again. So. My knight makes a fair point. Our fight did them harm. Uh, innocence were slain, values lost. Specifics can be argued, but the direction of the debt is clear. And so what recompense does Harry recommend? Harry says, the money stuff they've got insurance and things for. So just ignore that and all the fight that they have to do with the legal side of insurance shit. That's not easy either. But there are economic safety nets. So it's the people that they need to take care of. Anyone injured in the attack, we pay for it. And whatever they need, healing of the body or the mind. We pay to bury the dead. We pay a wear guild to the survivors of anyone slain. I don't care if they find buried gold or get a mysterious winning lottery ticket or what, but we owe them a debt for something priceless. We owe them the gesture of helping to make their future more secure after what we took for them. In other news, 83 million people won the lottery in Chicago this week. So <laughs> mysterious. I don't know benefactor. why that's the number of the day, but you know, 83 is apparently my number today. Yeah. So eight million people in Chicago won the lottery. So you gonna go get a lottery ticket? Everybody does. <laughs> and there's a man in this room that can get down everyone's breaking chimneys every year if he has to. So don't tell me there isn't power to make it happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Mab said, those numbers are very large. And Harry says, our debt is larger. Ask any child of the men and women who died. And she is faintly troubled at the thought. Oh, yeah. Nobody else's stuff died. No supernatural people died. They were just there died. having a barbecue. And they came where it's like, oh, no. So fine. Yeah, Don't fuck them. Let Ethnew run over the city. Like his point is fine, but just enough with the bleeding heart, like, oh, poor humanity. Stop it. They had the least power. They needed the most defense. Well, then and fucking get stronger. These guys, these guys could have picked a convention center in the middle of like South Dakota, but they went Utah. to Chicago. So, Nothing ever happened. Right. Nothing ever There's happens. There's actually there. a nice new convention center up in Leeton. So yeah. many <laughs> less many less. Nobody, nobody would have attacked them if they were in Montana. Justin will do oh, the booking. Nothing ever happens to Montana, apparently. It's true. <laughs> Utah. Yeah. All right. The Accords provide for reparations to damaged parties. The business of guest right disturbs me greatly and demands care and respect, making the damages wrought upon the mortal seems meet to me with the understanding that we will apply the resources expended for such repayment to the debt of those ultimately responsible, namely the Fulmore, once our conflict with them has been resolved. Get, that gets a unanimous vote. Everyone agrees. Well, they probably got fucked tons of sunken treasure to, to, yeah. mm. <laughs> to collect later. Mm -hmm. But Harry's not done. There's also the matter of personal debt. Ethnew was his kill before all of the accorded nations in defense of the domain of Baron John Marcone of Chicago. Acknowledgement of that is due. And everyone looks to Marcone. And he says, well, the eye seems ample reward for such a deed. To some, says Sarissa. 
<laughs> and Harry says, do you have it? Oh, so innocently to Marcone. And then he gets very scared. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right, Marcone. Hand it over. Oh. <laughs> and Harry says, I mean, I'm not sure where it is. And technically true is the best kind of true. When dealing with these assholes, Alfred stashed it somewhere and told it. It did not tell Harry exactly where. So he is not exactly sure where it is. Right. But if you want to hand it over and... <laughs> Marcon says, I assumed you claimed it from Ethnio. And when you assume. Yeah. You're making ass. Are we to believe that you just left a weapon like the eye lying upon the ground? Marcon asked. But it's like, dude, there was an apocalypse. Earth shaking, giant waves. I almost drowned because of a giant concrete tea kettle, teacup. <laughs> so kind of blurry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I fought and bled for you. My people fought and bled for you, Land. If I hadn't, you wouldn't have a territory to defend. I defended your home, and I lost my home doing it. And he points at Ivana, and everyone looks at her. And she just says there, there, there was damage to the apartment during the attack, and there is no replacement. So he cannot live with us in all the fire-starting, shit-causing, attacking <laughs> shit going on. Finally, yeah. we've got her out. He can't live with us anymore. <laughs> so. Yes. Right. So see? There's a debt that is owed, and we take our debts pretty serious in winter. And Mab's gaze is going over Harry's shoulders straight to Marcone, but it still feels like a cold draft going straight to him. And Marcone looks to Harry, and then Mab, and then Lara. Surely you don't believe him. The last I saw, Mab says, or says, Lara, you were the one running off with the eye, Baron. And Marcone turns to Mab for help, of all people. It's like, he has given me no reason to disbelieve him, Baron. <laughs> so Marcone turns to Harry. I know you have it. So what? Marcone had Learn. put... Yeah. Learn to play the game, Marcone. <laughs> right. Marcone had put him on a pedestal, telling everyone that he'd taken out alone, and now it's coming back to bite him. And Harry takes a breath, enjoying the moment. Prove it, Sir Baron. And that's the hint that Mab needed to for her to figure out that Marcone has Namshiel, or at least a fallen something. And she just says, much is explained. Mm -hmm. Very well, Dresden. What is it you wish of me? I want my lab back. Move your stuff. Right. <laughs> and then he did within yeah. 24 hours. <laughs> that's if impressive. Marcone was wanting to be petty, he could have just like carved out that area. To, like, go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Take the castle, leave the lab. Oh, yeah, I would have, you know, like. <laughs> right. I mean, it's yeah. not like there aren't a bunch of other flat pads around Chicago for him to choose from now. So. I think the Einherjarin uh, moved all the things. Someone did. They were, they were the movers. Yeah. Well, he's still got his whole. Eternal like, battle you know, warriors and handymen. Still got his whole, you know. Uh, mobsters yeah. people that he could probably well, use there, and there's probably does he, though, million... does he still have those of course they, there's no reason to give up good foot soldiers yeah <laughs> thought, thought they all died at the bank or something you never hear from them there's probably a million jobless people now too since you know their yeah. places of work burned down so yeah do this you get some food do this you get some water easy High, hire a binder for a day and just fucking have him whistle up <laughs> a moving squad exactly good point all right. So, uh, Harry is standing in his new castle Dresden with Molly and asking what she thinks. Still a big hole in the roof. Maybe get the Doctor Strange window. 
Yeah, he doesn't really need a thing with glass that's going to eventually come crashing down on his head. Make it reinforced concrete. No. That's just a big target. It says, here, shoot here. Please, one Hulk right through the window. (laughs) Eight ball, quarter pocket. Molly says it looks cold and damp and gloomy, like one giant basement, which is all he's ever really lived in, so this is familiar. Right? It's yeah. perfect. Thing I ever Glorious. Wanted. Yeah. And Michael's going to make it more human friendly. And uh, he doesn't need the basketball court or the throne room. Or he doesn't need the throne room, but maybe he does need a basketball court. I mean, he's tall enough for it. He could have some fun with that. And she makes a comment of all the enchantments on the place. There's some really old stuff in there that's still working. And in point of fact, Bob is going over the whole thing for an in-depth assessment. Because what the fuck is it? And for why does it seem so similar to Demon Reach? And because of all of these things, he has to assume that Thorn Damshiel had gotten to examine it a little bit. Therefore, Marcon is some weird shit. It's not the greatest thing for the bad person that you don't really trust to have the keys to your apartment, but it's better than having no apartment, I guess. Well, he gets the locks changed, or he's about to. Hmm. Uh, he has a smart house, Harry says. There are all sorts of features you're going to have to work through and figure out. And he has to make sure that Marcon didn't leave any magical booby traps. Also, if your kid's going to be leaving here, you might want to take this opportunity in the place that you live to actually check what's on the other side of the Never Never this time. <laughs> he already knows. There's two oh. halves of that man-eating worm. No, he's got a giant-ass castle there now. There's more space. <laughs> you got you to poke around a little more. Well, he should talk to his godmother, who had taken it on herself to make sure she knew it was on the other side to prevent from people attacking him. No, she's Three. supposed to show up in 12 months, I think. Exactly. So. I'm so excited. <laughs> because everything else happens in 12 months. Woo! No, stop it. You're just going to keep kicking <laughs> that can down the road forever. Of course he well, is. Until we're done. <laughs> and then all the things that don't get resolved. It happens in the Word of Jim interviews that we have later on. <laughs> and spin-off series. Woo! <laughs> yeah, but that one's going to be in the past when it's the fucking French and Indian War. Ah, then there's Different the Monsters, series. Inc. Yeah. Yeah, well, He's not going to well, get any answers in that. Goodman Gray is not. <laughs> not we might find out you. about the Oblivion Wars because he's not, you know, yeah, a probably. human. So. Okay. Uh, Marcon is supposed to be bringing the keys by and he's late. <laughs> and he's like, wait, is Molly here to distract me? Not precisely, but <laughs> it's better if you don't butt heads with Marcon just now. And my Mab shows up and agrees. I wouldn't have punched him in the nose. It's like good because he would have punched you harder at this moment. Yeah. Um, Mav looks about and says, something of a fixer-upper, isn't it, my knight? Did you collect the keys from Marcone on my behalf? No, Mav says, because you thought I'd pick a fight with him? Of course not. You don't trust me. Do not be ridiculous. I trust you as much as anyone, which is nothing. So Lara shows up. And Lara has the keys. At Mab's suggestion, Lara took it upon herself to run the keys down, uh, pointed out that it would be... Lara pointed out to the good Baron how it made everything happen in front of witnesses, very official and above board, and avoided any possible mentions of negative emotional interaction between the two of you. Yeah. Also, it's super hot when your wife brings the house keys by, you know, so for the future. Mm-hmm. Marcon is furious with you in his own way. I'd say you won the round, which is 
uh, did not make Harry feel a surge of petty satisfaction at all. <clears throat> right, but he's got the keys and she's wearing white gloves to go with the white business suit. And you guys arranged everything so us boys don't get all emotional and start punching each other to impress the girls or start making out with each other, Laura goes back. Because they've got to be gay with each other. Come on. So Laura's writing the slash fiction. Got it. Probably. Well, she's in the porn industry. Oh, yeah. And Freitas offered to do that, essentially. When she was doing the uh, illusion, she mentions, like, I should oh, just yeah. write porn. Remember? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was trying to connect it to the Marcone thing, so. Yeah. Uh, Mab was there to make sure that Laura didn't make copies, but even if Laura did make copies, she basically gets the right to have at it. Well, she will. Will, yes. Soon, as in like right. the next five like minutes. Second. Not even five minutes. Hmm. Like 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did Laura's people find anything else? Harry starts asking. Uh, the ship was sunk, found sunk in two feet of water off the beach of in Indiana. Recovery operations underway. So Justine made it to shore. And after that, they don't know where she is because the world is very large and she wasn't a very large person. But she should set out with all the white hair. She's in Indiana. She's as good as gone. Yeah. But finding people is what Harry does. So he'll start on his end and Lara goes to the other end. But even if they do, Lara asks, uh, can they cast out? And she doesn't say the word nemesis, but yeah, the thing. And they owe it to Thomas to try to and to the child. And they decide to shake on it. A flickering something went between us. It wasn't white court mojo, I don't think, just a shivering note of energy, a harmony. It was a promise both of us had a measure of will behind. It was a promise both of us meant to keep. We both had the same feelings about family. Right at that moment, Mab says, excellent, Lady Lara, upon due consideration, your third favor is granted. You have my permission to court my knight. The wedding will commence at sundown. What? Yeah. You can court him for like the next six hours. After that, it gets complicated. So. Yeah. Go, chop, chop. Right. Yeah. And Harry goes, what? And Lara goes, what? And Molly goes, what? <laughs> She's like, what's she like? I took it's like nobody knew about Mab that this was coming. Well, no, what we didn't hear is off in some far off corner of the castle where Bob was listening. He was like, Yes, suck your best, suck your best. Bob's on board, actually. He's gonna be hype. I expect Bob to say, You know, you have to prove it's been consummated, right? For it to be a real marriage, and I can be the witness. It was a better witness. <laughs> Yeah. But then Harry's going to be able to shoot back and was like, oh, good. You want to tell Mab? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that would be so fun. Okay. All right. The third favor requested of Winter. Lady Lara desired a binding alliance with Winter. This seems wise to us. It will be done. Not that part. The part with the wedding. The fusion of bloodlines is how these things are generally arranged. And you pass responsibility for such decisions to me when you swore your oaths, my knight. He, nobody said anything about weddings. And Mab just cuts off the bullshit and said, you knew. And yeah, he did if he thought about it. Because Mab had claimed his life and took that by having sex with him on the stone table. Never mind. I don't even want to get into it. Continue. Because <laughs> like, 
now you get but this whole weird go. familial thing, right? Like, is Mab somehow his godmother and be like, Laura, don't be weird about it. Like, it was just a one-time thing and it was totally official, right? Like, uh, Mab anyway. isn't his godmother because Leah's still his godmother. Well, I know, but like, why anyway? And like, it's not like you can only have one fairy godmother. We just, you know, I, I don't know. I've never thought well, that. I mean, Laura and Mab are not exactly the kind of people that are going to get finicky about sex. Or also true. I'm just trying to understand the relationship. Like, you know, I mean, normally you don't boink the queen and then like go off and get a side piece. That's not how that works. But, well, when you know. the queen is ordering you to said side piece. I mean, yeah, when the queen's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's more like putting him out to pat, like to stud. <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty much. Well, she would happily, she says it in a few minutes, so she would happily mm -hmm. put herself out to stud, but can't do so, it. Yeah. That was an interesting, like, if Thomas had been available, I wonder if it had been bandied instead of Thomas marrying Molly. Yeah, but, but no, oh, right? Like, because the mantle, like, the mantle overrides all that nonsense. And mm. it, well, I guess, yeah, marriage, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter. You don't have to have sex. It, right. Right. I'm no, sure, but Mab does but it not has want to be Laura to keep Harry. Right. If it, I mean, maybe it doesn't. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to worry about that next book. Yeah, I mean, because Mab doesn't that. want Laura to eat Harry and control him more than Mab is. Right. Well, so, obviously. Right. But so she's got to also know better. Like, come on, Mab, you're you're telling me like you don't even understand like the wife, you know, historically speaking, is gonna be the boss, you know, like. I get it. You can pretend the medieval sensibilities and whatever, but you come on. Well, like, I don't she's think she's also <laughs> had that whole thing with Tam Lin. So I'm I was going to say, I don't think she cares <laughs> because every woman in Harry's life has like had him by the balls forever, See, including her. She's well aware of this. <laughs> she probably just assumes Laura's already got his numbers. So, which she kind yeah. of does, right? And Mad knows yet. of the protection, but it, it, is she going to order him to get rid of it? I guess we'll find out. I mean, I think I think she would try. I don't think that would be one that Harry would follow through on and what she's going to do about it, you know? No, but it is, it, it is kind of funny. Like, I, it's it's weird when you think about it in, you know, as a sex thing, but like, I can uh, I could see it now, like, instead of, like, there being assassins, like, trying to get Harry at every turn because he's, like, the linchpin of this alliance, right? You, you just <laughs> have, like, trying to jump yeah. In. Right, girls, like, Mab is sending girls and Laura's sending girls, and you have them, like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I know it's ridiculous. And Molly's I just in the middle, these two of you, heartbroken, but, planning you know. his wedding. <laughs> this, right. This fun. You know, I just, I just thought it, you know, it was just, so like, a funny thing, because, dress. like, and practically Bobby. speaking, Laura doesn't want him to be protected unless she's really doing the whole, like, you know, girl next door thing that we saw this book, so... Right, if it, and Bob has to be on the sidelines of like they're literally giving you women. Right. Just go. Like, what's wrong with you? So, yeah. If you guys thought you hated this book for the, uh, you know, for the relationships and everything, just wait till the next one. Yeah. Uh, All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, Mab has the obligation, pretty much, to marry Harry off if it meant. A more stable and secure winter but that doesn't matter because it'd been a long week and murphy was gone and the winter mantle didn't do a damn thing for that kind of pain and so he says you know what you can do with your wedding and mab looks over at him and it gets all icy is it 
uh, Molly interrupts before he can say more and both Molly and Laura gets between <laughs> the two of them. It's just like, let's calm down and not tear each other's heads off. You know this what? Well, more, more like Matt's gonna squish you. Like. Yeah, like, this is an inappropriate to force upon him at this time in the immediate wake of the battle and his personal losses. There's nothing to be gained by fur putting further strain upon him. And Laura says, your terms are acceptable, but the customs of my, both my people and his own call for a more graceful and appropriate period of time where formal union is commenced as well as a mourning period after the passing of one of the honored dead. To ignore either of these requirements would be for you and me to openly disrespect each other. She knows how to say the political shit. It right. would send mixed messages to our vassals upon the very foundation of our ally alliance. And Mab is angry, but she says, do you concur with this assessment, my knight? And he wants to say, go pound sand, you frigid witch, I am not your Kendall. But he doesn't because Molly is uh, hurting his arm clenching it so much to make the shoulder crackle. Maybe she and Lara hadn't shown up only in an effort to keep me from losing it on Marcone. Right. But, but Harry so can't instead stop. what comes out is, yeah, what they said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He has to be defiant and he can't be nice about it. So in the interest of building a solid foundation, Lardy Lara and in the best of making best use of our knight, Lady Molly, I will grant him the period of the year of mourning. Do you know what you can do with your year of mourning? Agreed, <laughs> Molly says. But there's more terms. They're going to yes. have to be seen together. And yes, Molly is going to arrange it herself as special punishment for with the provost so that they make regular existing. public appearances together. War does not wait for the mending of broken hearts. We must project the image of improved solidarity at once. Mab looks from Molly to Lara and back. And Molly agrees, looking like uh, she was biting a whole lot of things that she wanted to say. And Lara grimaces, but she agrees. See to the details, Lady Molly, yourself. And she looks like Mab had just punched her in the belly. And Lara even is wincing, knowing how painful that would be. Mm. The world we have been building is at risk. Now is not the time for defiance from any of you. Do not make me regret my investments. And I would speak privately with my knight, Lady Molly, Lady Lara, thank you for your time. You are dismissed. Get the fuck out. Right. Okay. <laughs> but then we have the entire argument in like 30 seconds, which I is know. Like one of the best parts of the, the book. Yes, you defy me, obviously. <laughs> Yes, you defy me. Obviously, you always do. In the interest of efficiency, let us assume you have uttered some mystifying reference to mortal popular nonsense. I have glared at you and reminded you of the power I have hold over you. You have confirmed that you continue to understand the circumstances that require me to tolerate your insouciance, and we have both agreed to continue this ridiculous dance in the future, presumably for the remainder of time. I mean, you really it's just been a busy day, bitch. Don't try me. <laughs> this uh. is so good. Uh. <laughs> Unless you want me to find another elevator to put your head through, you jackass. <laughs> yeah. All right. The Baron has garnered the lion's share of respect among his elders by surviving the storm this violent at all, much less proving to have prepared for it, seizing the initiative and fighting for his territory successfully. Yet you have claimed a choice prize of him, and he has the grace to yield it to you. And there are many who suspect you have claimed the eye by right of victory as well, a circumstance far more favorable to you than if they actually knew whether you had it or not. You begin to understand how to arm yourself with your enemy's doubts. Your reputation grows more formidable. 
He just says, formidable enough that the White Council doesn't want anything to do with me. And she dismisses that she entirely. Fear wolves. Yes, it is appropriate mm. that they do so. The big bad mama That's of Wicked Fairies just looked at me about a work problem and said what you gonna do <laughs> maybe that's a bad sign well maybe you should see whose priorities are actually higher here yes mab moves under the hole in the roof and stares up at it her face is pale and perfect in the shaft of daylight the raindrops that made uh, it through bounced off her and landed on the floor with sharp clicks because they have turned to ice chips you begin to see the shape of my problems, my knight. You are a wolf, a predator, and one that they need. And he tries to do the Batman voice, but I'm not going to do it. So if anyone else likes to try to read this line. Where are they? Why did you say that name? You know, all the classics. So. Uh, oh, the other one. Oh. <laughs> Some days hero. you just can't find a place to put a bomb. No? Okay. I'm the hero Chicago deserves, but not the one who swiped, that swiped on Tinder. And she doesn't get it. Whatever. You know what it is to sell pieces of your soul so that someone who will never know your name will have another chance at life. And he doesn't have a response to that, so he actually shuts up. When he walks next to her in the hole in the wall, the droplets just make him wet, but they still bounce off of her. And he says, I always figured that when you sold your soul, it went all at once. And she just smiles. You didn't even understand who would be receiving it. She said, honestly, why you children keep making such bargains with old serpents like me, I shall never understand. When big, bad, hungry evil showed up at the door, I wanted the people Chicago kept safe. So I fought it with everything I had. Uh-huh. And so did Marcone. End of the day, when push came to shove, he gave people who were in trouble shelter behind his walls, and he fought to defend the city. And he did, Mab agrees. I won't forget it. And so did you, Mab. She stares up at the light, ignoring him. Thank you. You fought for my city, my people. Thank you. And she looks at him confused. Thank you, he said for the third time. Three repetitions separate the random from the intentional. Repeat something three times and you make it real. Mab shivers, closes her eyes, and for a second the raindrops fell through the hole in the roof and made her wet instead of clicking against her. And she says, child, you are welcome. But he has a question and she allows him to ask. It's the eye. It was made of pure hate. And Harry knows that he felt it. It destroyed everything it touched except for you. Even Titania didn't touch it when she faced it. She deflected it instead. But Mab withstood the whole blast. Why? And she smiles again. Everyone thinks that hate and love are somehow opposite forces. They're not. They're the same force facing opposite directions. Love is a fire, my knight. Love turned the wrong way, has killed as many as hate. Reason, young wizard, is the opposite of hate, not love. Ethnia could not destroy me with that, a single blast of the eye. I was quite certain of it. I ran the numbers. I ran the numbers. <laughs> like, I mapped that bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which is also a very reasonable thing to say. Reason. Right. Yeah. I, Queen of Air and Darkness. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yes. Harry says, You need to run a few more because you're asking too much of me. It's more than I can give you. Why? Because your lover fell in battle and he gets all mad and she doesn't care. Yeah. Stop being a pissy bitch. I yeah. buried a cohort of lovers. You will. Yes. Heal. We won this battle. Enjoy the victory. But the war goes on and must yet be fought. And he thinks of Murphy, doesn't actually see her shade or anything, but he knows how she would be responding to the situation. Because 
what Mab is saying is true. Just because he doesn't like it doesn't make it less so. He still says you're asking too much. Is it, do you find the pairing undesirable? Well, I find it suicidal. <laughs> true. And it wouldn't matter who she was. You're forcing me into something that shouldn't be forced. And she agrees. Because I judge it necessary, our world has just become infinitely more uncertain and dangerous. We must become stronger and more stable to face it. Securing both the appearance and fact of a secure alliance would be with a competent partner. That is more important than any person or their petty desires, including yours. Well, that makes sense, but it doesn't matter. You should do it. Mab should get married. Like, Lara wouldn't mind. Sure, probably would be fine. <laughs> Except Mab says it's not possible. If it was work I could do myself, I would. But why isn't it possible? Certain aspects of my power have to do with choices I made when I was mortal. There would be compatibility issues. This is part of the task the knight was designed for. So now I have multiple questions that we did not get to ask, Jim. <laughs> right. It was too far on the list. No, there's always next time. So, Right. <sighs> would Mab's choices be affecting Molly or Molly's choices be affecting Mab if Ma Molly ascended to the queen? Who the fuck designed the knight? I have questions. There's so many questions. <laughs> yeah. Deal with it. And he's confused as well, like designed for who the fuck, but uh, that isn't how it works. It's not a choice I'm making. That's just how it is. There is one year for it to be different. And she says it very scarily. Hint, but, hint, fucking hint. If yeah. you're going to get out 12 months. Or make the best of it as sometimes you have to. Yeah, this is, I don't think this is a if you can get out of the job thing. No, it was just like, you have a year to get to know her as you have apparently demanded, and that's super important, so fucking do it. Right. People aren't machine parts. You can't just plug them in whenever. Uh, they aren't game pieces. You can't pick them up and move them around on the board wherever you want them to go. Yet the machine must function, she says. The game must be played. It's reminding me of Jumanji. Do not test me. There is no margin here for you to dance within. Bend, wizard, or I will break you. And I guess we'll see. <laughs> so Yes, we will. In the car, Molly uh, and Harry are in a car being driven by a she who Harry can't tell much about. And Molly says, you'll hear nothing and explains that was the winter law voice. Now there's literally deaf. But she rolls up the privacy curtain just in case they read lips because she's good at being paranoid. She learned very well. The winter court is just that kind of place. And they commiserate over the fact that Maiba's just selling him off like a horse to Lara. And he goes, thanks? <laughs> it's unconscionable. And he points out, for most of humanity's history, it was standard practice. Marriage of a couple, blah, blah, blah. And Molly goes, who do you think you're teaching here? Come on. Yeah. But I can't believe Mab is doing this to you now that dirt's barely settled on Murphy's grave. And it hadn't because she's not even in there because she's been taken by an iron yard. Hey, so it's fine. What's the big deal? Yeah, she's not she, dead and gone. She's just dead and gone for him. If she's got a problem with it, she can come over here and tell us herself. Yeah. All and Molly's, is forget her. Molly's which would talking. render this problem moot. So if Mo Murphy had survived, do you think that would have changed? Or would no. it? That would have no, just made yeah. it more awkward. 
map would have had some line about concubines, so, you know. Yeah, it's like, oh, you do whatever you want on the side, but you're going to marry this bitch. That would be fun for Murphy, the twice-divorced devout Catholic, to deal with being a concubine. Listen, she fucked a demon as far as, (laughs) I mean, she really just has no reason to be up Allegedly. Half a demon. Half a demon. Okay, half a demon. But that's worse than a girl. No, I can't do that. I'm Catholic. I just so you anyway. Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what she says to Freitas. I wasn't I'm, me. I just I'm not going to you know worry about the values of Catholic schoolgirls is all. So let's continue. So well, Molly's values are much better than Murphy's. She knew about fun time handcuffs when she was like 14. She was real Catholic school. She girl. is of the age to learn the internet growing up. She Murphy did not have to... has handcuffs on her. But did Murphy? Is Murphy a millennial? I, you would. Th- she grew up in a house with a cop for a father. You would think she would know these things as sure. much. Yes, she probably does understand no. the use of handcuffs. But Murphy's not a millennial. Murphy's it's gen. Probably Gen X. No, Murphy is. Murphy's probably like Gen X or close to it. Right, because she's older than Dresden, right? Dresden by like two years. Forties. Yeah. So yeah, yeah but, by like two I years, mean, okay, so 46, 44, You know, like. But yes, the, I mean that that does put them on the outside, kind of just barely, right? Like, mm-hmm. think about Harry's um, musical tastes and things like that too. He's a little bit more seventies, a little bit less, right? 80s, because Butcher so. is five years older, as he put it. So he's he might be a little, but I think I think Butcher's Gen X too, because he's younger Butcher. than my mom, and my mom is Gen X. Okay, so whatever. Yeah, and. and, and I'm I'm 86 and I barely qualify as a millennial, right? Like, you know, I I have a lot of the same problems, but I get accused of being older all the time. Dude. Like, where so, like those stupid millennials with their avocado toast, they're like, we're worried about our stock portfolio. What are you fucking on about? You know, like, <laughs> like so. Murphy is acting like a prude. I mean, she's the one who got married at 17 to a guy who was like 10 years older than her. And that's Catholic. I, yeah, Catholic. I think that's <laughs> yeah. much more. Popular, right, but that's what I'm saying. So she go, and then all of a sudden she got older and she became a, a prude when a girl suggests we could hook up. Makes no sense. So anyway, we all know what fanfic EG was going to write. No, the like fanfic is happening. She's dead. We're good. <laughs> I don't Could need... be necromantic. Fanfic. Come on, can, that's a good point. Just talk about the dinner so we can be done with this, <laughs> okay, so we can cover okay. the short stories next time. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Molly's talking with Harry. It's about worrying about a dead girl's sexuality. Like, what is what is this podcast turned to do? This is your fault. You said we had to go on forever. You said this has to be a two-hour episode, or else it was in the contract. I said nothing of them. Oh, you did with your eyes. <laughs> with my eyes, these are my two-hour podcast eyes. Yet you tell they're my normal eyes. You yeah, got your super comfy pants sultry. on. All right. Um, uh, yeah. I don't, so, I got jeans on. You're you always have jeans on. You're weird. Okay, Molly is very forgiving to the amount of shit that Harry is going to be going through because she's been there of having a loved one lost and you're going to be really cranky and you're going to be mean and you're just going to be like kind of wrong mean to the wrong people but we all love you anyway and we'll be friends still afterwards it's like oh that's good except for butters <laughs> yeah but molly gets it because like, i don't expect you to be fine you're going to be hurting and that's not going to go away immediately but uh Let's see. Harry says, this thing of Lara and Mab's throwing at me, I can't deal with it. And Molly says, I don't think Lara was thinking things would happen at that pace either. The year was for herself as much as you. So Molly did know, like, 
her statement of I don't think yeah, Lara was it thinking. It's a piecing thing. Yeah. yeah. Like she Whether already knew it was knew. there. Molly sure as fuck knew. Oh yeah. Yeah. Molly gets it. I, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 And they didn't apparently negotiate the details. It should be this person who isn't married to that person who isn't mourning beforehand. So Mab just decided and therefore they have to go with it. Well but, well, but they already no... they decided in peace talks, right? That's why if you throw back to the conversation mm -hmm. of the car, that it makes even more sense because it's already been decided. Laura already she knows seems really she surprised. know what the details. She just didn't know the timing. There's a difference between, you know, I want you to do this crazy big thing, like I'm gonna buy a house and you're gonna buy a house tonight, you know, like like, or someday I'm going to have a kid, or by the way, you're giving birth tonight, you know, like pacing matters, right? That's the yeah. surprise. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm saying is like, I, I feel like she, she absolutely did know. She knew that by requesting a stronger alliance that it was even going to be Harry because she's mad says, are you sure about this? Oh yes, he'll do. She fucking knows that's what's going to happen. She just didn't know it was going to happen you know, 15 minutes after they buried Murphy, <laughs> you know, like, wait a minute. Like, do you want this to work out or not, Mad? Because you're kind of sending me a signal that you want him to, like, burn both of our kingdoms to the ground. So, or die trying, which is also not good. Mm -hmm. That one. Let's be realistic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, whatever. It's a year. Harry doesn't need to figure it out that minute because he's not up to it. Um... All right, and then Molly points out of how do I look because she put on a glamour of making herself seem human. She's a little bit older, she's got crow's feet, maybe a little bit uh, uh, more weight on her because she had been fairly skeletal recently. Literally. Is, yeah, is approximately what she'd look like. But how in the hell do you tell your parents of, hi, mom and dad, I'm a fairy princess, like the evil sexy kind. And they're really, really Catholic. So they can just <laughs> ignore the thing and standing in the room for generations. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but no, you can't, Harry says. That's not worthy of any of you. And she's worried that they're not going to understand. But they won't if you never talk to them about it. Communicate. Seriously. Communicate. Which is yeah. ironic considering the conversation he just had with Ramirez. Yep. I think he's in the right, but like you can't just be like, you should communicate, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Harry's yeah. always had this problem, though, right? That that goes yes. back to summer summer night with him and Murphy, and how uh, they finally yeah. pulled her out of being an antagonist is because he was he hiding shit from her. Yeah, yes. you share the information, treat them like adults. They make their own decisions. That's like his biggest character arc. And then they get yes. shot in the neck. Um, yep. So See I guess what happens maybe when you tell people he decides. Mer like Michael gets to know everything because it's Michael. So communicate with him, but. Don't tell Lara's goons that Goodman Gray is working on their side in protecting Justine. I mean, well, because they might be in on it. They might maybe. be the bad guys. Even Michael doesn't get told everything. She's he gets told, told as much as he needs to be able to make a decision. Listen, I'm okay most of the time with Harry's rationale as to why he can tell people things. It's just like, don't then go tell people to go tell people things. That's do what all. I say, not what I do. Right. <laughs> but still, I mean, it's just, come on. Molly is terrified of the look that she thinks Michael's going to give her of being disappointed. 
Like fighting Corb and all the bad guys doesn't scare, but his disappointment does. Right. But they love each other, so they should build that on something real, and that means telling the truth. I wonder if he's going to remember this in 12 months when he's like trying to deal with incoming marriage. But their moment of uh, her imagining herself panicking is over, and they have to get up out of the car and go home. And Molly asks, why has he not relented on this point when he usually he didn't butt in with her family issues too much? Like, well, this is important. Of all the things that has driven her as to what she is, being a winter lady isn't entirely what she is now. That's not what makes her good at it. It's the lessons that she learned from her parents. So it's easy to lose perspective if you don't have somewhere solid you can plant your feet from time to time. And that is the Carpenter household. He doesn't know of any more solid places. And when Michael opens the door and he sees Molly, he's oh so happy. And she's trying to say, I have something to tell you, but he doesn't care. And she's saying, hey, this is really important. I haven't been saying much about my new job. He's like, yes, yes, we know you're the winter lady. Obviously we don't care. <laughs> we get it, you're gay. Now come in for dinner. So. <laughs> That'd be fun too. Yes, yeah. obviously, but you I think your mother and I are blind. No, every, every time she, like, like, someone has to conversation. Every time someone ahead. has to like do a big reveal to Michael, like Michael, I have a denarian inside me. Michael, yeah. I'm the winter lady. Now, come on, there's pod roast. He can detect evil at will. Do you really think you surprised him? <laughs> come on. Uh, now, we've checked all the glassware. We've gotten out your grandmother's silverware. I had no idea how much the tradition of silverware for guests is bound up in the idea of being able to prepare a dinner for the fair folk should they come to visit. And I suppose this is technically the same thing. The silver shouldn't be a problem for you, is it? <laughs> He's Ozo accepting, and she's like, well, yeah. yes, I don't know, yeah, but good we, we because heard that you, we heard that you like your infants raw, so we created a special dish just for you. <laughs> it's a good because your mother says you're not getting out of helping in the kitchen just because you're a fairy princess now. She's got you those <laughs> long kitchen gloves so you can still wash the dishes. That's the kind of horror that I would have in a nightmare. If, like, I don't want to wash the dishes. Well, here, here's the thing. If, look, dude, if I'm a fairy princess, I'm going to Merlin that shit up and be like, the dishes are washing yeah. themselves. Fantasia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that ended well. For yeah, her, it would have been mean, fine if Harry tried to do it. When he, if yeah. he tries to do it in his castle, he's going to fucking destroy the place. He should get a dishwasher. He should have a magical dishwasher. Just put it in, come out, they clean. What's his name? Have Toot Toot run it or something? Yeah, and you can have the brownies. Nice. I'll eat all the pizza off. Great. All right. Uh, don't think you're getting out Happy of talking to either, young lady. Your mother and I have concerns, and we are going to address them with you because we love you, and we know what's going to happen to the last young woman who had his job. Do they really know what happened to the last girl? <laughs> right. Ish. Hopefully. But for now, I'm just glad that you're home to see us. And you still eat meat, don't you? Your mother found this fancy-flavored salt for the roast, and it's quite good. Yes, meat is very winter friendly. Or a very, <laughs> yeah. very meat friendly is winter because she has to do the Yoda thing. Mm -hmm. okay. But she's happy. And then there's Maggie. And Maggie comes flying out of the doors and Dang Harry me. gets to hold her and feel like things are a little bit better. And feeling all of the emotions of all the batteredness and Murphy is gone. Maggie says that more rain is coming because of the thunder, and when it gets there, they'll run out and dance in it, says Harry. If we don't, life has just as much rain, but way less dancing. Maggie stole Makes them sense. rolls 
it makes no sense. <laughs> the logic is sound. The logic is coming from a seven foot giant who doesn't dance. He does have a waltz. Remember the conversation in Death Masks? You, I, you will get him mab led. <laughs> no, in Death Mask, when he was at the party with Susan and he explained that he was making money waltzing with old ladies. Right. Yeah. Mab, mab led. In cold days, yes. That's what matters. No. Uh, well, Mab is the boss. They have roles that Maggie stole, but maybe it's more like commission because she helped make them. And so they're going to get some jelly and they're going to go have fun and dinner. And Harry is really, really hurting, but it's going to get better because it's going to have to because it's got time. He's got eight books to be better. Yeah. Well, he's got one book to recover so they can get back into the next big thing that's going to hurt. Yeah, so he's, but then he's going to get pulled into another world while he's on the Thanks. altar. So it's fun. Yes. Yeah, It's important that you build something worth fighting for. You just got to take the trauma and you bottle it up and put it inside. He could pretend he's Catholic and go that route. That's fine. He's a wizard. He bottles it up for later. And yeah. That's where the magic and then is. I need power. It. Engage bad memories. Oh, boy. Two hours, but we got through it. We are done. Yeah, this is the end of Battleground. We got part 10. Finally. I mean, and therefore, the end still got of the epilogue. There is no <laughs> Christmas Eve and the fair folk will be our good people. That one yeah. will be its own thing in tandem. Next time. I was going to yes. say, didn't we do a Christmas Eve episode? Yeah, we're doing it again. Yeah, Who cares? like when it came out. But yeah, I mean, oh, it, it only makes sense to cover it. It only makes sense to cover it again now because it makes more sense. And yep. there were some tweaking, right? Like, um, didn't he like drop allusions to the White Council and replace him with like the Wizard of Chicago or something along those I lines? I think so. Yeah, something so, like that. So he he pulled a Marvel where it's like, wait a minute, Thor had both of his eyes in the trailer, but he was missing an eye by then, you know, or whatever. So so we get some of that, and then you know, I we probably briefly touched on good people. I'm not even and sure. Then if we can start speculation. So yes, the many many months of speculation. Well, at least one, two episodes worth, at least. Probably. So. Because don't worry, we will have uh, side tangents of like hentai and handcuffs. Well, what? They're tentacles. <laughs> How do you get the handcuffs to stay? Like, oh, they're in anyway. the handcuffs. Maybe the other person throw them is... into the tentacle. It's all very technical. She'll tell you. She knows. <laughs> yeah, I'm the millennial that grew up watching anime. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. Reason. I look forward to that <laughs> briefing then, I guess. Okay. Uh, we're at the end of this one, so I guess we can plug all of our stuff and the fact that we're watching movies now. When you get we were tired always, of watching Some of us were us. always watching movies. Thank you. Yeah, but not on the schedule. When you guys get tired of watching us, you can join us next week when we talk about, talk about perfect other movies. Shit. And we're going to start with The Mummy because the director has seen The Mummy and would like to watch The Mummy again. So she yes. did. Oh my god. So, I, love I still think we're so vastly yeah. overestimating the talking about that movie for an hour. But... Oh, whatever. It's going to at least oh, be yeah, the opening sure. topic. Let's just watch all the Mummy movies, then we can fill an hour. No, because no, the third, third one, one was dog awful. shit, and I'm not watching the one with... Uh, I haven't watched the Tom Cruise one, but that one probably was very good. No, not that one. Not the Tom Cruise one. The, the, the good ones, except the well, third the, one was shit. We just the first said that. We just had this conversation ten seconds ago. The first one, too, was good. The second one was pretty good, but the third one was dog shit, so let's ignore it. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess watch that one, and we'll 
talk about one of my favorite Who movies. are you telling that? <laughs> the people it. still listening, shut up. <laughs> all the people still listening, half of them are going to be gone. They're not going to watch that. And then there's a brokenjars.xyz and a Patreon where you can give us money. Lots of money. Drive to RPG.net. Yeah. Don't go to his podcast channel because it's been nuked. Yeah. So. It was reinstated. <laughs> I know. My YouTube channel was temporarily gone, but it's now back. Maybe if you actually posted some shit, they wouldn't bother with you. I mean, I I could. But how yeah. am I going to overdo the glory that I've already put out there? I think glory was silenced for a solid few days there. 